punishment You can fuck off a banana's tree Star Trek sucks Star Trek sucks When you talk that shit about Star Trek It's like you just harpooned a baby you're listening to Star Trek Sucks, okay, the I only Star going. Trek podcast about the Expanse. So now back to your hosts, right. Jack Gunn and Leel Cardoza. And I am also recording, and this is now the intro because we have a lost intro. <laughs> this is Star Trek Sucks, my name's Lil, I like Star Oh my god, you guys, that intro was so goddamn funny, you have no yeah. idea. It was. I, I'm not. I'm not exaggerating, saying that um, that was the best intro we have ever recorded, and the fact that it is lost to history is one of the greatest tragedies of our time. The good news is, Derek, the thing that you said about Ferengi is also lost. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, nobody the on thing. the internet has to know that thing that you said. <laughs> You know, oh, in a oh, way. Uh, uh, also, we have a guest. It's Derek. Oh, yeah, we have a guest. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, it's me, Derek Sheen. Uh, yeah, well, I, you know what? Uh, I mean, I can repeat that thing about the Ferengis if we really want to capture it for posterity. But uh, I mean, that is entirely your judgment call, nope. man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's never do it again. Let's never revisit that pain. That's literally what I was talking to Leal about when we came back. Is that I was like, I think I might just walk into a lake with rocks in my pockets. <laughs> It's amazing how often this podcast uh, makes Jack want to do exactly that. I mean, most things make me want to do that. To be fair, um, I, I, I have a, uh, I have a hard path through life. I think uh, Jack has mental health. Yes, I have a lot of mental health. Um, um, yeah, well, so uh, so we can just uh, just jump right into talking about the episode, I suppose. Yeah, let's. Uh, uh, you guys. Uh, so the interesting thing is, for just for clarity, for me, uh, uh, taking a step back. Um, so, oh my God, you've got a cat! Oh, look at that cat! I do. Sorry, yeah. I get. Oh yeah. So uh, uh, our third mic on the podcast is uh, Leo's awful, awful cat. Uh, <laughs> What's What's your cat's name? Her name is Ezri. Oh, um, what a she noise. Is, she is the most talkative cat uh, I've ever met. Um, yeah, and she does appear on the podcast fairly frequently. Yes. Uh, I'm kind of jealous. My cat's name is Little Wayne, and I won't let him in the room now. <laughs> and it's too late to unname him. After Little Wayne came out as a Trump supporter, my wife was like, we probably have to change his name because we can't rock around the neighborhood saying that. And I was like, you know what? No, fuck that. And fuck Little Wayne. We're keeping we're keeping that cat's name. So I mean, like, to. who who fucking cares? If, like a guy who's famous for drinking tons of codeine cough syrup comes out as a Trump supporter. I feel like that's kind of like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense, though, right? That, it checks that, that out make... that that guy's a Trump supporter. You're like, yep, that all checks. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally famous for doing codeine. A very talented rapper, but like, I don't know. It seems fine, honestly. <laughs> I feel like it makes a really effective anti-drinking codeine cough syrup PSA for teens. Yes. Like, hey, kids, uh, I agree. don't drink codeine cough syrup. It might make you think Donald Trump is an okay person to be. Did anybody ever remember uh, Voodoo Donuts in Portland when they uh, they actually used to have a NyQuil donut, which was the... 
I got in on the tail end of that before they made them take it away. But oh, that was a joy. That was a joy. I did know that that existed. That seems really irresponsible. <laughs> it was super irresponsible. It was a NyQuil cream, and it would really oh fuck you up. God. Like, royally fuck you up. People yeah. would get a dozen NyQuil donuts and then just walk around downtown Portland talking to their hands. Wow. Yeah, I love to robo-trip off of fucking donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh. What's happening in Portland? <laughs> <laughs> A lot of stuff, man. Yeah, yeah it seems like a lot going Honestly, on. Honestly, I'm surprised there. they didn't bring back the NyQuil donut last summer. <laughs> it seems like that would have been the time to do it. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay. Um, so, so far we have not talked about Star Trek at all. Um, how do you guys feel right, about so Star, Star Trek, Trek after this episode? I still like it. I, mm. I like, you know what? It reminded me that, like, there are some really, there's some really great episodes especially that season but i remember season three i think is what we watched there are literally four episodes in that season that have kind of the same story arc where there's an mm. there's an you there, don't say <laughs> where there's a um yeah there's an anomaly that disappears the entire crew in one way or another or affects yeah, somebody's no, memory uh, of said uh, uh, star trek do be love like do love to be having anomalies um yeah yeah yeah, they love anomalies. They love um, uh, energy beings. Yes, um, and then they love uh, alien civilizations that have different laws from the way our laws are. That they have to quote negotiate unquote respect. Everybody's yeah. Uh. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this one we have um, the child who is allowed to be an officer on board the ship mm-hmm. uh, doing a science on the ship mm-hmm. using the the ship's engines combined with the ship's engine equations that came from a guy from season one who was a total fraud and who was only successful because of his alien assistant who who is a demigod um, who's just it's just an yes. energy being slash demigod who shows up later in the episode and i i wrote down like if you like that, um, since this is a, a... Are you going to jingle your keys? You're going to jingle your keys at us, aren't you? Yep. <laughs> here's something for you. If you like, if you were excited when he showed up, oh. here's some good content for you. The Traveler the traveler was like, just like, like if coding was a person, that's what he seems like. <laughs> it's so frustrating because so when the first time the traveler was on he did the same thing that he did with Wes in this one which is like you're a very special boy you have very special boy skills to do very special boy things yeah and that's it it, just, it 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 was really a bummer because about the first half of this episode um i thought was actually pretty good and suspenseful um, yeah no I like reviewed like the synopsis um, beforehand so i knew what was happening but it's still like i thought it was uh, Pretty good suspense for about half of yeah. it. Yeah, no, I, 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 I liked half of this episode. Like, we're, we're running into a lot of those lately where, like, half the episode is like, oh, this is like a cool, like, this one was like a cool, like, horror suspense concept where it's like, oh, just people keep disappearing, and but everybody that's still here is like, those people were never there. And, like, I mean, obviously, like, we know that... um Beverly is correct um, in her belief that 
that those people were there. Um, but it's, you know, it's still not, like, not a bad horror concept. And then the other half of it is like, uh, what if a 12-year-old boy believed himself hard enough to make his mom come back to life? And it just <laughs> sucks shit. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> And then Space Victor Salva shows up and tries to get him into one of his movies. Yeah. You're yeah, a cute boy. Yeah, You're a smart boy. Bad ep- bad episode. Um, <laughs> Reverse yeah, powder. Anyway. Um, I, I liked it, but you, you, you hit on something, Jack, which is horror, uh, which is one thing that I thought halfway through that episode is like, this is really a great horror story. Like the way that they paced it. Uh, oh yeah and the way that they wrote it it opens is a really good horror story i mean well and even and the way they scored it because i've always loved the sound design on the show um it's one of the things that i i think is almost always on point is the sound design and yeah they scored it they paced it uh, um you know this this woman slowly becoming alone on a spaceship and being like am i crazy why am i here um is a great horror concept. The whole crew and count they did they did a good job lower. with that, and then it's just like completely fucking bailed on it. Yeah, they bailed on it right about the 40, 40 minute mark, and uh, yes, uh, yeah. which is right about when the traveler showed up. Uh, I like, by the way, I liked that it opened with Bill Irwin, the character actor. I forgot that uh, he was in that. Which I mean, he was famous for like being on a bunch of Seinfeld episodes as the as an old, very old. I think it's. Uh, I can't remember who he played, but uh, he hated Jerry. I remember that. But he's just, he's the old guy. Yeah, no, he's, he's got a quintessential, just grumpy old man kind of vibe to him. Amazing eyebrows, just like these, these, these peacock fans, these gigantic fucking eyebrows on his, on his face. And uh, uh, yeah, I remember him. I I kind of remember him vaguely. I can't think of what from, I just have this general sense. He's the custodian on Futurama, basically. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm scruffy. I'm the janitor. Um, yeah, no, it, it is. But also, like, I mean, this is this is why I hate this fucking show is because they do things like, <laughs> here's an amazing character actor. He's going to be in one scene. You think the episode's yeah. going to be at him about him? Suck my fucking dick. No, it's not. <laughs> it's going to be about a, a boy learning to believe in himself hard enough to bring his mom back from space prison or whatever like yeah mm, god it's also Bad sort episode. of about a boy accidentally gaslighting his mom until she thinks she's going insane <laughs> it's a boy doing the shining to his mom but accidentally <laughs> and i've lost i've lost track of the number of times that uh wes has uh almost killed somebody or destroyed the ship or something i mean there was the nanobots yeah, thing yeah, yeah. oh it's a bunch i can't remember how many other times but they definitely let Wes do too many things. Yeah, Wes needs to be uh, not doing experiments. Yeah. Like, Wes needs to be just doing, like, the kind of, uh, like, hitting the thing with the hammer kind of work for a while. Yeah. Um, if he and wants to learn about how all this stuff works. That's all on Beverly for bringing her kid to work. And then, Absolutely. You know, true. I completely agree. Like, is he even that. collecting a paycheck from the Federation? Is he even getting paid? Or is this free labor? And then he's dicking around. He's in everybody's way. He's in Jordy's way all the time. I mean, Jordy yeah. yells at him. When have you ever seen Jordy lose his shit on anybody? The beginning of that episode, Jordy's like, I know, you right? Explain to the captain. And I'm like, Yeah, you this made is such Jordy a like, mad. Just incoherent 
tonal episode because like yeah like jordy never like you're right jordy never yells at anybody and then like jordy's like can i have my engines back and i'm sorry why does Jordy not have control of the engines? Why does this boy have control of the engines? That's not good. Why are we doing yeah. that? That's bad. Yeah. Also, why did so I didn't and and maybe it's cuz I haven't I haven't watched it in so long I've forgotten some of the um some some of the canon but like what is Wesley's like cuz the traveler keeps making a, 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 a sort of Inroads to the fact that Wesley is gifted in more ways than one. And then, of course, he starts to, you know, of course, he starts uh, to transmorify in and out of the ship at one point. But who did Beverly, who did Beverly bone? Yeah. No, you want to take this one? Yeah. So you're right, because the this the previous Traveler episode and this one are the only ones where they go so far as to make it seem like Wes's. so the first one, the first time the traveler is on, he refers to like he's like, there are some people among your species who are very special. Mozart was one of these people. Wesley is like Mozart, calls him, but for spaceships. Yes, he calls him the Mozart of spaceships. <laughs> oh god, um, damn it! I mean, not not literally like he, that line is never written. <laughs> it's uh, pretty close though. But it is it is as close as you can get to that without writing that line into a into a screenplay. <laughs> the Mozart yeah, and so, it, like obviously, it's it's established as part of Wes's character that he's uh, extremely smart, um, and it's sort of it sort of fits to it fits within the bigger world of the show that there are other kids on board. But of course, the only time any other child ever appears on the show is when they are necessary for the plot of that episode and that episode alone. And then they immediately disappear. Um, yes. There was an episode a couple episodes ago where there were two brothers who were on the ship and they were only there to be a metaphor for data and his brother because his data and his brother uh, like ran into each other in that episode. And that's, that's the, like, that's the only reason that they exist. Uh, there was like an episode in season two where another kid Wes's age showed up uh, so that he could steal a shuttlecraft because his dad was mad at him because he didn't get into Starfleet. It's just like that. That's the only time you ever see any other underage people is when they're going to do something relevant to the plot of that episode. And then they're never going to come back again. They're never going to be spoken about again. So the premise of the, of the show is that, Oh, this is like, it's more exploratory. Like that's part of the, like the kind of the, the angle that that next generation takes is that they're trying to do more like peaceful science exploration. They still have big fucking guns so they can blow the fuck out of anybody that they need to. But right. it's a ship with but families but, that you can bring your family on. Um, yeah. Yeah. Peacefully murdering strangers and whatnot. Yes. Peacefully uh, uh, accepting your inferior culture. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so Check out West, key public shop. Anyway. So as ahead. part of that, they have schools on the ship. So there are other kids on the ship. So the West shows up. He starts going to school, blah, blah, blah. The captain first makes him uh, an honorary ensign and then an acting ensign. And the, I mean, they, 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 he lets the kid fly the ship on like episode two or something. Oh, that's another one where West fucked up the ship when they all got high in, the, in like the, the, the episode in season one where everybody got high and um, and data uh, data fucked um, Tasha. Yar. Yeah, the space, the space Molly episode. Yeah, the, they all <laughs> took space Molly. 
Um, and Wes, Wes's contribution to that episode was taking all of the control chips out of the ship and like flying the ship into like a sun or something like that. Data had to put them all back, right? Oh, he, yeah. He declared himself captain of the ship. And That's then like right. his, his decree was like, uh, ice cream with every meal, which, yeah. <laughs> so dare. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like you are, you are old enough to be horny. Your decree, and what we, if you were just off the chain, would not be about ice cream. <laughs> what we found out later is that that show, that episode, is basically a carbon co- or a very close copy of an episode in uh, in original series. Uh, several episodes in season one are just copies of episodes from original series. Um, but the guy who does that makes that same pronouncement in the, or the original series episode is not a child. No, it's like a guy older than me. Yeah, just an and adult it, man yeah. high in engineering and declaring ice cream for everybody. It's very I mean, I assume like because it's the 60s, I assume that that's kind of like a ice cream for everybody, wink, wink um, thing. But I don't Wait, know, what's it a wink not. for? Drugs? <laughs> you know, ice cream. Three-way. It's just substitute anything else you would want, by the way. This is totally, this is not it. Three-way. Just touching dicks together? Is that what ice cream is? Yeah. Who's into ice cream? And then Tom Jones starts playing and... Yeah. Yeah. It's not unusual to touch dicks with anyone. (laughs) Four tips all just touching... Yeah, like we all know how to party. Come on, come on! It's uh, the '60s. You guys have seen Mad Men, right? Yep, a lot yep. of dick touching in that show. <laughs> uh, man, I, my, um, the other thing that Jack and I generally do uh, when we're watching together, I always have my subtitles on, and we get some great gems in the subtitles on this show. Uh, and in this one, every time the vortex showed up to try and suck Beverly back to reality, uh, it said electromagnetic whooshing. <laughs> I didn't have the subtitles on for for this because I'm at and home, deaf people are like, cool, that funny. helps. That's yeah. great. Yeah, Thanks. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Deaf people are like, oh, cool. I I know exactly what <laughs> yeah. electromagnetic whooshing means. Thank you. So well, and much, also, Mr. and subtitles. also that like. Also, imagine that you were like, I don't know what noise that thing's making. Could be anything. What, <laughs> what kind of whooshing? just wishing? like circus music, you know? <laughs> what, exactly what kind of wishing? I need it qualified for me and quantified. <laughs> I've only heard three kinds of wishing before my, my ears were popped when I was four. I only know three yeah. kinds of wishing. Right. Air being yeah, released. There's, there's toilet whooshing. There's electromagnetic <laughs> whooshing. Um, and there's, I guess, car window being open whooshing. Yeah. Those yeah, are the sure. three whooshings. Three whooshings. Uh, yeah. I yeah. consider myself a bit of a whooshing connoisseur. Mm. So uh, I'm going to need some specificity on your a whooshing, whooshing A whooshing sommelier. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's I'm sorry. Most of the things I do on this show are just come up with bad concepts. Um, so I'm, I'm sorry. No, don't apologize. This is not. This is this is a hobby of mine. Anytime I can, anytime I can come up with a, a horrible or stupid concept, I'm I'm on board. I'll okay. join right well, away. Uh, well, th- that's what we do on this show, baby. Yeah, yeah. Check out our sponsor, Visor.com. <laughs> 
It's one of our oldest sponsors, VYZR.com. And go to Visor.com for 20% off having your eyeballs scooped out with a spoon and replaced with a metal vision device. Yeah, that is just a glorified hair clip. Um, anyway. Uh. Brought to you today by Don Fuckdo Eye Care. That's right, Fuckdo Eye Care. When you need all your eye care needs, go to Dr. Fuckdo at Fuckdo Eye Care. Yes. Uh, One of the things that is often um, annoying on this show, but I kind of felt like they could have used one uh, on this episode, was um, a B-plot. Yes. Uh, Agreed. Because this episode was very slow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It it got slow, like, towards the second half. Because, like we said, the, the suspense at the beginning was great. Like yeah, it, no, it, I, I, I thought it was well paced and and good. And then as soon as we can, as soon as we the audience realize kind of what's going on, it's like, all right, let's uh, yeah, let's move it let's, along. I mean, I I I don't even know about that. Like I I I I liked. I really wanted to sit with with Beverly. So first of all, we haven't really had a Beverly Crusher led episode. Um, ever. True in the run of the show, which is wild because it's four seasons in. Um, but I kind of wanted to like, just sit with her being like, like actually doing that horror scenario and her being like, am I crazy? Like, what the fuck is happening? I mean, like, I, she's like, such we could have great... spent a lot of time with that. No, and so she's, go ahead, Derek. she's just such a great actress too. Like, Giving her, uh, giving her one episode to kind of stand out on her own. Uh, yeah. I mean, I always like that. That cast, by the way, has got some ringers in it, and it was always nice when they had, you know, episodes central to that one act. Uh, I mean, go back and watch season one. Uh, <laughs> they have Patrick come Stewart a long is the way. Only good actor. <laughs> There's some clunkers. There's definitely some clunkers. But, yeah. I mean, you had Cole, um, Cole Meany was on that show. I totally, like, I, yeah. you know, I recognize him, but then I forget, like, he's an integral part, you know, of, like, uh, of oh, that yeah. show. Oh, well, they, yeah, they get, they get character actors that are that are uh, incredible. Um, and she's great. She, she carried I, I assume because Patrick Stewart knows everybody. Um, <laughs> probably. <laughs> but, like, she, but, she's great because she carried it, but what it, it always, and it felt like this with a lot of episodes in TNG, but... It feels like concept went so far and then the writers got in a corner because they realized they only have like 48 minutes to tell this story. And so they load Mm -hmm. it with tension. And then the last 20, 15 to 20 minutes are sort of exposing what the core is and trying to figure out the problem solve. And it always feels like episodes like this had a really cool, heavy concept. That's all they had. It just backed in. Yeah. And then they're like, right. how do we get yeah, out? Yeah, and they're yeah. like, the traveler, I guess. Let's bring him back. What is he doing? Yeah. And like literally, else? like literally it was just Santa Claus appearing. Like yeah. it was so fucking stupid. It makes you wonder and... like who on the show was <laughs> fucking the actor that played the traveler. Why did we need to get... <laughs> who? <laughs> who would subject themselves to just fucking a vanilla milkshake with no eyebrows? Yeah, just like whose nephew is that guy? Uh, yeah, <laughs> trying to keep him out of prison. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but we have definitely noticed that uh, many, many times. That very often the writers 
uh, are the, uh, the, the, the first point of failure on this show. Oh yeah. I mean, like, honestly, like my main bitch about this show is that it is so badly written. And I, th- I think that, um, for the like i think that the the reason that like you guys love it so much is because for the time there was nothing better which is true nostalgia but but that's also the reason it's badly written is because they were like well we don't really have to go that hard here (laughs) you know um like we can come up with half of a fucking episode idea and then just be like yeah, no, and then and then Santa Claus comes and teaches the child to believe in himself hard enough that he brings his mom back, <laughs> and because that is legitimately what happens at the end of this episode. It, I mean, there <laughs> is I, like I that's like, fucking embarrassing. I feel like later on, they 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 started bringing like you know guest writers and physicists and people into the writers' room to kind of like flesh out these because they think they had they knew they were getting now they were past the the you know the five season uh you know window where once you get past that you're going into syndication you can do whatever you want now you know okay now that we've sold the series for five or six seasons and then they started some of the storylines got really fun and weird and then you know but it's still it's a weekly procedural i feel like that's it was Star Trek, but in the guise of a weekly procedural where you didn't have Gene Roddenberry sweating over every script going like, how do I include, you know, gay subculture in this so that we can, you know, uh, open a window to this dialogue that we need to be having? Because every, you know, I think that's part of that dude's job is his his idea was to try and create a television show where he could sort of soft pedal these uh, more subversive ideas uh, into our subculture to like bring relevance to them, like you know race and yeah. and and misogyny and you know colonialism and all these heady ideas that he had, where he's like, we got to be talking about them. And then in the '80s, they were it was nine dudes in a room doing blow out of a suitcase, and they were like, we own the rights to this. Let's get it. Let you know. Let's get some packets. Everybody submit, and then we're gonna put together a weekly procedural, and we own that. We own it. So let's just do it. And then they made a ton of money, and then they, after that, they were like, oh, well, whatever you guys want to do, that's great. The series is sold. Make whatever weird sci-fi you want. And then it got fun. But but I feel like it was weak, because you watch Discovery? Discovery is yeah. so fucking good. Discovery? Mm. Okay, so here's the thing about Jack hates Discovery. Uh, but here's, I hate, that, I hate so, it so much. I hate that show so much. But I hate it for very different reasons than I hate this one. Right. Uh, that's, and, and that's good. The, the issue with Discovery, and I'll give Jack, I'll, I'll agree with Jack on this, is that the, the spectacle of it um, is just a lot, and a lot of times the spectacle substitutes for substance. Yes. Um, what I appreciate sure. about Discovery is continuity. Like they basically every season is one continuous arc, which so is, is different from Next Generation. So often Next Generation is okay. Well, that episode's over. Let's never talk about that again. Um, <laughs> but so, right, like, but the, like, but 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 the reason, like, I I I actually give Next Generation a lot of credit for that. Like I, I give them a lot of slack for that because that's not how people have watched TV until I don't know ten years ago maybe. Um, people didn't watch just seasons of TV in like one hungover like couch day, you know, like it. it and that's the, definitely the, how I watched the first season of Discovery. 
Yes, um, and uh, yeah, and that's when, also when, like what that nights. show is designed for. Um, I mean, I think it's bad for other reasons. I guess is what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> the most, the also, most recent also thing. Think, <laughs> I think next generation is bad for uh, other reasons. Like, I don't think you need that much continuity at the time that this was being filmed because like no one watched tv like that like if you actually were a huge fan of a tv show and wanted to like sit down and watch the entire thing depending on the show like you probably you probably couldn't or you had to spend a lot of fucking money on vhs or dvd box sets Right, or I mean, you could in you could record every episode as they aired, but so Derek, right. the most which is recent, also an insane thing to do. But. The most recent thing that uh, the Jack saw from Discovery. Did you watch all the way through the end of season three? Yes. So uh, you remember the giant, insane, inexplicable turbo lift room? Yes. <laughs> so I just made Jack watch just that scene because I knew. I like how you're mad. like in real time finding out that like maybe I don't like this. <laughs> I just I was no, like no no that yeah, was the no, lo- all right now it's making no, some sense that, that I still love because I was like this is insane it was still a, but uh, no the one that made me wonder whether or not I actually liked the show was the last one we, that we watched that suddenly human episode. Um, but no, it's fine. I still love Star Trek. Mm. I mean, it has its ups and downs, but I think it's it's eminently more watchable in the sense that it it draws me in, and I like that there's, you yeah. know, there's character development and there's a mystery throughout the whole season. Whereas yeah. Next Generation, I love because it you know it it is uh, it's you know it's it is nostalgic, but at the same time, I like that it's procedural chunks. Like this forty seven minutes is it's all on its own. It just stands alone. Mm-hmm. You can watch any episode of the Next Generation without having to watch any other episode and you just yeah. that's the that's it's just yeah, yeah 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 discovery you really have to watch everything because yeah try yeah, like that's trying how, to figure but, out who the fuck ash tyler is <laughs> i mean even after watching the season one all the way through twice i'm still like wait what wait but, uh, what th- that's also like that's just that's how tv works now yeah and i'm not saying it's better i'm saying it's different I, I, I do think that this podcast is a bad project. Um, <laughs> that can't be that that can't be the case. That that's, yeah, no, that, that can't be right. Um, but like yeah, like true. because like yeah, you're right that like next generation is not designed for somebody to watch it every week and think about it critically every week and try to tie exactly. threads together. It's not designed for that. Like we are not we are not using it for the purpose that it was built for. Um, first of all, because podcasts didn't even exist back then. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, <laughs> well, everything back then was, you know, I mean, entertainment was tangential. I mean, everything, every medium was sort of tangential. You could just take it or leave it in chunks and you never yes. had to commit yeah. to anything. And so there wasn't really a serial. I mean, any serialized show was like Dallas, like the shows that yeah. you, like you had to watch right. all the way through were hot garbage like that. And so yeah, it was either it was either soap operas or procedurals. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah, and you yeah. dip in and yeah. you could watch. I think that was one thing I liked about it. But now I like that I can. I, I mean, you know, Star Trek in 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 and of itself inherently has just. I mean, it has. It's it's just some cheese. You just get some cheese, and right. you have to accept the cheese. You know, if you want to 
if you if you enjoy the concept and and the idea of like you know this uh, still even in the 21st century still a subversive concept of an inclusionary you know utopia and so I still kind of like that because it to me that's that's my escape is in science fiction sometimes is that I I want to be in that place where we're exploring new new worlds and learning new things about new cultures and also new science and that's uh, the one thing I like about that series has always been that it's it's always given voice to also to different astrophysicists who are like here's an idea you know the concept of the wormhole wasn't a public thing that people were interested in until it was introduced on Star Trek you know that's a sure. concept that yeah. me and my friends were all like what is that and then we got interested in you know I mean we we that's around the same time that that series ended is about the same time that Stephen Hawking started gaining popularity because he was also consulting in the last few seasons of that series they would call him up and go, what is, like, uh, how, how do you create an interdimensional rift? And he'd be like, buzz, 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 beep, beep, beep. And then they would go, thanks, Stephen Hawking. Yes. You know. Flawless Stephen Hawking impression. <laughs> That's all I have. I for a second, I thought Stephen Hawking was voice on the Yeah, I thought he was on the podcast with us for a second there. That was crazy. That was a hell of a get. <laughs> Hope you guys don't like impressions. Uh <laughs> That's my impression of Stephen Hawking is I just go over and start the microwave for 30 seconds. And then when it things, I'm like, and there you go. The theory of relativity. Boom. Stephen Hawking. There it is. <laughs> no, but Derek, I think, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think that's one of the things that is the, the strength in Star Trek. And it's also why, uh, to Jack's point, um, why it is such an insane idea to sit here and actually pick it apart and like critically analyze it week after week, because it's not <laughs> built for that. And Star Trek's function really is like kind of um, a, a, a blank canvas for uh, for you to throw your, your kind of aspirational uh, creative ideas at. Uh, and your and your your belief in uh, kind of the the greater world of science because yeah it most of the plot lines withstand especially at this point especially the ones that we watched so far they withstand so little scrutiny <laughs> so little I mean uh, they're just yeah. by so I'm gonna, I'm gonna remember you said that because that actually makes the show much worse um, in my opinion um, <laughs> be, because Perfect. like the idea that like this is what we are aspiring to. Um, no no, is... no, 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 That's not what I meant. No, oh, no, no. sorry. What I, I, what, what I mean is like from the perspective of the fan, that's why that's what so many people find in it um, is that they can, the, you can watch the show and you can draw from it whatever you want. So I'm, I'm not talking about it in terms of it being like um, a, a blank canvas for literally for like imagining that, like painting, putting this on as, as the actual potential future. Um, but because it's not so fo not not so focused, not at all focused on actually being like really hard sci-fi, um, mm -hmm. it, it it is the it, it's something that's it, the reason that so many people latch on to it and attach to it is because um, it can just it, it can it can be a lot of different things for a lot of different people. I guess is the simplest way to put. And that. there's no limits, okay. you know, to the storytelling. It's it's very there's it's there's no wall. For Star Trek, because it really is all about exploring how to tell these different stories, and so setting the framework of the Federation. So, I mean, that's yeah. just a, you know, it's a, it's a rue that you can use and build on to tell different stories. Not all of them are great, but like 
Holy shit, the story. I mean, the whole the whole Borg storyline. I was when I was a kid. I was like, give them every Emmy. Like, what an amazing, scary, terrifying, you know, dystopian concept of hive minded, you know, and what and what was that a reflection of in the late eighties? Space right? communists. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. it's fucking. Yeah, it was. They, they were the the, the 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 evil Chinese. Um, the evil Russians that, at that the was time. still like there were still yeah Soviet Union I guess yeah. Scientology um, <laughs> yeah which was like mostly just nonsense but uh, anyway um, yeah no I, I I get it like uh, I, I do understand the appeal I just wish it was better executed you know and like that's why I'm that's why I'm the heel of this show <laughs> I guess I mean it, what's funny is you watch something like okay so my wife and I actually had this discussion recently when we finished the last season of Discovery is we'd also wa- been watching the second season of The Mandalorian side by uh-huh. side like we'd watch a new episode of The Mandalorian new episode of Discovery and uh, mm-hmm. my wife was like you know what's crazy is that like the storytelling now is so much better. The the means in which they're able to convey these stories that when I grew up, you know, when I was growing up, this was like part and parcel my part of my childhood. You know, Star Wars and Star Trek were you know, not equal partners, but there were kids who uh, who weren't getting laid because of Star Trek, and then kids who weren't getting laid because of Star Wars, and they uh, uh, equally not getting laid. But uh, the the stories they conveyed were very different. But like watching The Mandalorian now, I'm like. Like that's that like just the care that goes into it and the story and it's so much better than like the stupid prequels. Like I feel like we're mm-hmm. like oh yeah the the capability of being able to tell tell the stories better is what I think really helps those franchises because even if Discovery yeah, isn't I, great, I, I guess I guess uh, where I would uh, differ from you or whatever and uh, we don't have to like really dig into this, but. I think that like the prequels uh, were very bad. They were they were really fucking bad. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And 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 I I have I'm also not qualified to talk about this at all because I have neither seen the second season of The Mandalorian or the or uh, any of Star Trek Discovery other than the things that Leo shows me to to make me mad for the podcast. But I love, and I'm sorry, I remember, please hold on to your thought, but I love the fact that, in a way, this podcast is really just about you being punished with something that you don't like. <laughs> yes. No, it's it's called, it's called friendship, Derek. Yeah. <laughs> Leo is getting some joy out of uh, subjecting to this to you on, on with the sole exact purpose that it makes him happy to watch you hate it. I think is yes. No, have you never had a friend, Derek? (laughs) No, I haven't. Derek, are you are you familiar with the with the Bert the Bert and Ernie principle? (laughs) Yes, I am. Um, Anyway, before before you get into that, uh, no, like I I I think that like we have gotten more efficient in storytelling um, with our cultural products because like. Basically everything now has sort of internalized the the lessons of Joseph Campbell, and no one's trying to do anything other than that anymore. And like that is my biggest bitch about Star Trek Discovery is like this just looks like the Avengers or Batman v Superman or like whatever because 
because we have we have made our storytelling so efficient and so competent that now we're just telling the same story over and over again. And or at least uh, telling it in a very similar way. Yes. Yeah, um, I can see and, that. Yeah, or yeah, I, I mean like uh, when I say Joseph Campbell, I guess I mean like the same six stories over and over again. Um and it's like dad yeah, prefer to not be in a cultural death spiral um if it could be avoided but you know that's just me (laughs) (laughs) but it can't be avoided so bald klingons Klingons. send them my way fuck you guys i fucking hate this show why do i keep doing this week after week it's your favorite show jack (laughs) i have seen every episode yeah Uh, imagine watching against your will that's even i mean what is that is that season six four season four right yeah this is season four what we just watched yeah no we've been Um, doing this for like two years now year Um, and a half yeah yeah not good uh, don't like it it's it's just getting better What's the one where uh, What's the one where Picard is um, is captured by the Romulans and tortured? By the Romulans and he's and he's like mind tortured. I yeah. we haven't seen that yet. That's still okay. coming up. Yeah, spoilers, Derek. Well, I mean, I just think it's great because it parallels what you're going through. Like <laughs> that's true. Is, you're gonna watch that episode and go, "Oh, I can totally empathize with this." Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, what are, four, hey guys, hey Picard's Romulans, why don't you just lights. wheel out a TV and make Picard watch the first three seasons of this show, and then yeah. <laughs> except yeah, except Picard. the like the inducement on my part is just that I'm very lonely and I like want to do something <laughs> with a friend. <laughs> yeah, and for like Picard, this is one the of the only things I have for, available for Jack. To me. It's just me saying this is your favorite show over and over <laughs> and over and over again. <laughs> oh man yeah we've got a couple we've got a couple of really of 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 classic both like classic genuinely really good ones like that one and um like darmok and gelada tanagra is still coming up yeah Um, that that one that one's one i actually know about because that's that one's very famous Um, but then we've got some some fun like bizarre ones like the mark twain uh arc and uh and the one where Beverly bangs a ghost. Mm. Oh shit! Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, there's some good that stuff one's coming up. Th- I think that's uh, like season six or something. But yeah, we've still got we've we still got some some classics ahead of us. I'm very I'm still very excited for this. Yeah, there's project. the good stuff happens later on because the other thing once they sold the the um, the distribution rights to the show, Paramount just started giving them more money because they were a cash yeah. cow. So yeah. they made better quality episodes, and again, they hired better writers and. Yeah, uh, we watched by a weird little uh, bit of trivia. We watched episode seventy nine today, and it is actually the seventy eighth uh, most favorite episode of the uh, Next Generation. Uh, Which one is that? Uh, remember me. Oh, this yeah, was one, episode seventy. Yeah, the one we watched, we watched tonight. Oh, today. Christ. I was thought Derek was saying he had watched another episode of Star Trek before we started recording, and I was going to call him a slut. <laughs> no, no. Mm. Episode seventy nine is remember yeah, me. I was and going it's to the seventy eighth uh, f- favorite episode of people who love that series. Uh, that's that, that's. And uh, this is why I didn't lose my virginity until I was twenty. You guys are welcome. Thank you. <laughs> 
And it's really just because I, I dared her. I was like, I dare you to help me lose my virginity. And she was like, all right, well, bet taken. And then, Fuck, boom. That's a good move. I, sh- I wish. I yeah, that's actually, that. I, I, I might use that now. Um, <laughs> it's like, oh, you think you're tough? Try man. taking this. And she was like, all right. And I'm like, good. I yours dare now. you to have sex with me. <laughs> I dare you. you pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Have you never uh, seen a grown man cry before? Well, I dare you to have sex with me. <laughs> uh, uh, Derek, you got any uh, stuff you want to plug? I mean, you know, just the just all the albums on Spotify. I haven't done anything in a year and two months. Like, I haven't been able Do- to make anything. Seriously, and... buy Derek's albums. They're available on vinyl also, and yeah. they're fantastic. Tiny Idiot is, uh, is what I have on vinyl. And it is in regular rotation on my record player. Uh, I'm glad you like that. Thank, <laughs> thank you for still spinning it. Uh, yeah, I lo- yeah, I love that album. I got four. Yeah, I got no, four uh, albums yeah, Der- on Spotify. Great. Um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and uh, like uh, also with the Bias albums. My Instagram. Yeah. Go go uh, go find uh, go see me on uh, go follow me on Instagram. All my food stuff now. I'm having fun with that. So. Oh yeah. I think I'm yeah, gonna I actually, work with a buddy wanna, of mine uh, to put together a cookbook now because we don't know what else to do. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, make a cookbook. Um, listeners, also, you guys make a cookbook. Everybody make yeah, a cookbook. Everybody, everybody make, make a cookbook. cookbook. We're everybody just cookbook. have a cookbook-based economy <laughs> uh, somehow. <laughs> what an what an awful and ho- amazing world we would live in. Like yeah, no, it's it's not good. I don't like it, um, but. <laughs> It's not really much worse than Star Trek, so. <laughs> All right, well, you can follow uh, Derek. Wait, what's your Instagram handle? Is it just uh, Derek, Derek Sheen? Six six six. Derek Sheen six 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 on Instagram. You can follow us on Instagram at Star Trek Sucks. You can tweet Twitter at us at uh, Shipfacts at Leo Like Neil at Who Is Jack Gun. Um, Derek, your Twitter is just at Derek Sheen, right? Yes. Derek Sheen at Derek Sheen. Um, and, uh, you can, uh, listen to us next week. Um, and thank you for listening listeners. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming, Derek. Thank you. What if we just did this Uh, for five more minutes? Thank you though. Thank you. Well, no, thanks. Uh, Yeah. It was really nice to have you. Um, it's, it's, it's always a pleasure when we get to get uh, a guest and you've been an exceptionally good one. And, uh, yeah, let's just keep this going for like five Thank minutes. You. Just the, the like compliment hacky sack. Just, um, Jack, just give me, give me like a high sign when it's time for me to do the fart noise that means that we're officially signing off. Had you only out a beloved friend that there is value in the things that you value? Would you search through space and time to find the perfect words to convey your convictions? When every word counts, rise and proclaim your opinions to be the light of the galaxy!